to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm June Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And we have uh, an important announcement about a sensitive matter to hmm. discuss with all of you. So buckle up. All right. No, we, thought, we, don't, I, we actually don't. We I, was don't. Like, I was like, oh. No. This is when I surprise you by quitting. <laughs> I quit the podcast. <laughs> I find out about cancer on air. Yeah. I find out yeah. you're quitting on air. Hey, rem- I need to do something about that. Will you remind me to, to, to do that? <laughs> I hate you so yeah, much. Yeah, well, you know, I'm busy. Too busy for cancer? Well, yeah. The, you know, little c cancer. It's not, you know, it's, none, not, it's not caps lock cancer. Nonetheless. No, no, yeah, less than none. Much the less. Yep. Some the less. Mm. A little the less, yeah, yeah. I will, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. You're not doing anything. I'm, I, I will, but not right now. Mm. Not right now, I'm busy. Mm. But one of us is smoking, and one of us has cancer. So, uh, I, what does that tell you about who really cares? You're just blowing that cancer all over me right now. See? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny. I, uh, I didn't have a cigar for days, and. Uh, and then I was just like turning it into a competition. I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not have cigars until uh, until Jen goes on her trip. Jen's going on a, on a trip with mm-hmm. her friends, mm-hmm. which is like Thursday. She's leaving, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just like I'll just because that way I'll smell good, you know. And that's yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll be a change of pace. Yeah, and uh, and it's fine, like no problem. And then yesterday we went out to this uh, El Barrio. It's a tequila bar, taco mm-hmm. joint in Geneva. Mm-hmm. It was really great. We had the best nachos I've ever had in my life. Really good, mm-hmm. and uh, but I, I ate I ate too much, and so I I uh, I felt gross. I did not feel good, but I didn't know what it was, and so like that night I'm like feeling really. I'm like I do not feel good, and uh, she's like, "Well, go to bed." And I'm like, "I already took a nap. I can't." Like it was just everything was messed up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's like, "You know what?" She goes, "Why don't you smoke a cigar?" That usually, and I'm like, "You know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that maybe settled, that settles your tummy. maybe that's what I need." And then I'm thinking maybe. Maybe maybe it's withdrawal. Maybe it's withdrawal. Like maybe like I have a little nicotine thing going on. Ooh. And I was like, okay, well. So I went and I got two cigars, and um, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't smoke them. I had them, and I felt better. Hmm. All of a sudden, hmm. I was like, huh. So I'm like, okay, either it's psychological, which I doubt, or I actually just ate too much and I just felt really gross. I'm um, sure that's it. Yeah. But then I smoked those cigars. And so, then, but you, and, and, well, <laughs> I did anyway. I the, had them. The timeline were, says you felt better. I felt I felt better before I smoked. So you, you, you could have kept the streak oh, going. absolutely. But once I had the cigars in my possession, Jimmy, seriously, come on. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, when yeah, an addict has what they have, like yeah. that's why you don't want to well, enable clearly them. Clearly not an addict because I was able, I was fine, like no problems. I wasn't fine. But, but then, then they're but right that, there. But then you had them. You, you were comforted that they were near you. Yeah, that, that, that probably... Like my binky. Yeah. You know, like my whoopee. It's, it's like, you <laughs> yeah, know. I have a, oh. Yeah. Like I didn't have a, a little blanket growing up, but dad just let me hold a cigar and that was my whoopee. Yeah. It felt good. You're what? Whoopee. Whoopee? It's, it's a reference. You, you're too young. All right. Yeah. It's okay. Is that is that what you guys like? Uh, there were a number of kids who called their special security blankets whoopee especially hmm. in the 80s. In fact, it made it into a movie. I believe maybe it was Mr. Mom, but but a kid in a famous movie called his blanket a whoopee. And like, I was like, wow, that's, yeah, a lot of us call their blankets that. No, I mean, not that I had one. I had a cigar. That was my whoopee. You had a blanket, didn't you? I probably did, but I don't remember <laughs> having one. I, you know, I had to have a blanket. I didn't have any friends, so, you know. 
<laughs> all you had was Mr. Whoopi? Yeah, well, not Mr. No, he was he was young, so it'd be Master, Master Whoopi. When you're young, you're, you're called your title is Master. And as an adult, you're called Mr. Didn't know that, did you? I did, but I'm wondering why you're calling the Whoopi the Master. Because a young person is called Master. I was called Master Joe Thorne. I used to get email that would say Master Joe Thorne. That's how old I am. Well, I then get, I would get like solicited email, but it would be targeted to a youth. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is weird. Mm-hmm. That is weird. Yeah. It felt racist, but I didn't, it wasn't my choice. How? Master Joe. No, it just did. I, I admit it felt like, you know, Joe. I'm not the only one talking like that. The one, they want to can't change the name of things because master and all that background, you know, can't even call Metallica's most famous song master of puppets anymore. It's just it's too much. They got to, you know, got to change things up anyway. We're going to talk, you know, this is probably the wrong one for us to be just riffing on weird stuff yeah. because people are going to listen to this one that maybe. Maybe, don't, that maybe don't normally listen. So I'll put a little thing, hey, skip all the banter mm. and then you can go, hey, what minute are we at right now? Like uh, four, five, five, sixteen, five, seventeen. Yep. All right. So skip to the six minute mark. I'll do something like that. Uh, so you guys know if you're if you listen to us you probably know that we're part of the southern baptist convention you're probably somewhat familiar with the southern baptist convention even if you're not a part of it yourself and uh you know you know the sbc it's uh it's a big denomination Mm -hmm. it's a convention of of churches uh largest protestant denomination blah 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 well we've got an annual convention coming up this year in anaheim california jimmy and i will be there yeah the jofa will be representing and you got your tickets for what there's lots of tickets to get. There's plane tickets. There's yeah. yeah let's let's okay. start there. Okay. I don't know. I have to check with Deb, but probably not. And you got your hotel room. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So no, I'm good. I'm yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you staying? No, that's the important thing. I don't know. Walking distance. Yeah. No, I'm not where you are. I'm sure. What do you mean? I'm, oh, because I don't have like a moat and gondolas going around whatever resort you're in. Like I don't have that sort of a situation. Because you're bringing your wife, you're going to turn it into a whole thing. Well, no, they'll be there for the first. Yeah. Like, before the convention That's starts. What I'm yeah. 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 You're yeah. turning it into a whole thing. So, yeah. And for me, it's just a, it's just a thing. It's not a whole thing. It's half a thing. Mm. Uh, so, anyways, it's coming up, and uh, you know we have presidents that are nominated, uh, people that are nominated to be mm-hmm. president. Mm-hmm. All the time, we're actually going to talk about that stuff next week. But uh, one of the one of the presidents, one of the nominees, uh, his name is what's his name? Willie Rice. Willie Rice from Florida. Um, I've never heard anything bad about this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like a good guy. Southern Baptist, whatever. We'll talk about the Southern Baptist uh, pastors who are candidates next week. But uh, this guy, um, you know, some people don't like him because they want their guy to get nominated in yep. one. Yep. In the election, um, other people love him, but uh, he just released a statement that has raised a bunch of questions, and people are um, wondering if he should step out of being a presidential nominee. But I thought we should talk about his statement, and we'll link to it in the show notes so you guys can watch it, and and try to make sense of of what he said, and then we've got some discussion questions for us, right? Like. You know, how do we feel about what's happening in his church? Uh, because it is relevant uh, to all of us, hmm, yeah. not just as Baptists. Um, so, Jimmy, he released this video statement to his church members, which, by the way, good job, right? You know, you're, like Willie is addressing his church. I like that. He's he, he has to address the church. He's letting them know this is a bigger deal right now because I've been nominated, but because more people are watching. But this is for you guys. I like that he's talking to his people. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's the gist of it? If you had to summarize his five minute. Um, you know, five and a half minute message. What is he, what is he, what is he telling us? 
uh, that they have a deacon at the church or had a deacon at the church. They've since uh, reevaluated and removed the individual mm. uh, from being a deacon. Um, but someone contacted him, the prior church where this individual was at. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Just somebody from another state contacted him. Ah, this. okay. Yeah. I thought it was a previous church. Okay. Uh, someone contacted him saying, hey, this deacon uh, was involved in sexual sin because they're very careful to talk about like no criminal charges this yeah. and that uh but it could still it's still classified as abusive could yeah could still be said. yeah uh, classified as abusive uh yeah that well he says you know they were notified but later they knew about it the okay so let's let's, like, let's make it real simple yep so he he released a statement saying that they had a deacon yeah and they just let him go yep and and the the triggering moment was they got a call from another church. Yes, another pastor saying, "Hey, this is something happened with this guy." Yeah, and then he now so that's the issue. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And the reason this is important is because, as he talks about in this video, this is related to issues of sexual abuse, um, and uh, and integrity and things like that. Now you started to, you started to get into this thing about how. They 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 knew about this when the guy came to the church. This wasn't like a this this phone call wasn't revelatory in any way. Correct. I mean, I think the uh, the way he worded it was this brother came and he did not hide his story. Right. Yeah. It was a part of his testimony. It was a part of his testimony. Okay. So that's yeah. pretty clear. So so this guy uh, this, this who was a deacon at this church. Um, the the timeline is uh, years ago this guy was involved in sexual sin. It could be considered abusive. Um, but again, there were no criminal charges. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, like there, he was really clear about that. This guy, and he would not be listed as a sexual predator because of what he did. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can draw some conclusions from that. Right. Probably, probably not dealing with minors. Correct. Not dealing with minors. That. Uh, talking about it being classified as potentially abusive means it could mean this person was in a, uh, position of authority. Yeah. Uh, over another individual at the church and maybe, or wherever he was, wherever I don't know, was. school, church. Yeah. I don't know what his deal was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that seems most likely. We don't know because we don't have all the facts. But yeah, so could be could be classified as abusive. I, I, in my mind, that has to mean it's not involving a minor. That I mean, in my mind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. otherwise that has to be classified. That that is <laughs> abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is one of the definitions that you know we don't really play with. All right, so. So this guy, though, was later converted. He wasn't a Christian when this stuff happened. Um, maybe he was a professing Christian or like a, a superficial nominal Christian. Mm, but mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, Pastor Willie says, no, this guy was soundly legit converted after this sin, like genuine converted, baptized, became a member of a church, life changed, marriage saved. So whatever happened, mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. before this guy was a believer. And then. His marriage survived, but it was years after that that he came to Calvary. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and that's when you said, like, he, no, he was honest about his past. Yeah. Yeah, he was up front. He told them, said, hey, this is this has been part of my past. What yeah. do you think about that? From the individual yeah. standpoint? I mean, I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency. Yeah, totally. Like, that's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's not asking for anything i would assume he's just mm-hmm. hey listen this is where i'm coming from i need this you to know story. i need you to know this yeah this is important for you to know yeah i mean that's i'm ashamed i'm, I'm i regret I'm, yep but yeah i i but i, I, I need I, to be upfront with you so okay so good on that guy yeah he's not hiding it no all right i like that yep 
Um, yeah, he said, didn't part of a story. We, Jimmy, I took notes as we were listening. Now, uh, do you remember what he said, what Pastor Willie said? The response was from the leadership of the church after they learned of the, about this guy's testimony and story. How did they, what did, did, do you remember how they, what, did they do anything with him? Uh, well, they, what? they said they made sure to not put this individual in a position of oh. authority or in the ministries of children and students. Oh, okay. All right. So a, a lot of people were uh, online. I saw this when this was released. A lot of people were suggesting like, well, he didn't know what happened. He didn't know the details. Yeah, and this yeah. guy that called shared more details. We don't, that's not established at all in the video that any more information was given. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I get the opposite. Like there was no new information. It was just brought up again, brought mm-hmm, to his attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, of, and because of the public nature yeah. of Willie, you know, being nominated for the SBC presidency felt like they had to talk about this openly mm-hmm. and directly uh, and transparent oh. because of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. And, um, and I actually... Being transparent and talking about stuff that's going on, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like you say, hey, here's what happened. Here's why we did what we did. Um, I, I'm a fan of that. Like, if, if it's going to help, like, yes, let's let's put it out there. Um, so, yeah, this guy was not allowed to serve with students or children. Well, that means that uh, that they had a concern, a, a real concern uh, at some level. Maybe not that he would do something wrong, mm-hmm. but that at the very least it is inappropriate for him to be in that context yeah uh for whatever reason again we don't know all the details but they made a judgment call this guy should not be serving in these areas okay and that's their responsibility and their prerogative they got to make those decisions yeah yeah don't fault fault them for that um but then years later again so this is all taking place years at years at a time none of this is rushed also good that by the way that's how it's supposed to mm-hmm, be things are supposed mm-hmm, to take time mm-hmm, for everybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh he proved himself to be a godly man and uh they appointed him as deacon and he's functioned in the role as deacon without incident it's been great all things are good um but then they get this phone call yeah and, and uh and now they feel oh we need to reevaluate mm-hmm. our process mm-hmm. in light of in light of biblical information biblical no. in, in light of theological truth in light of oh. cultural oh <laughs> oh <laughs> The way culture has shifted. Oh, the kitchen got hot. The kitchen got you hot. Open some windows. Yeah, exactly. Throw some deacons out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I mean I get it. Like you know, and some listen. Honestly, sometimes we do have to reevaluate what we believe mm-hmm. and and what we do. And sometimes the what the impetus, the, uh, the 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 catalyst to get us to rethink things isn't a theological truth as much as it is something circumstantial and you go oh wait a minute we do need to rethink this and then you rethink it biblically which is fine mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. god uses a whole variety of means to prompt us to to get better and to do better so we're we're really not making fun of this guy or, or calling him out because a phone call led for him to reevaluate uh, you know a phone call from somebody even who has even if somebody has bad motives even if somebody's just making fun of you or just calling you out Sometimes that is still a good opportunity for you to go, hey, you know what? Let me let me rethink this. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, that's, let's that's take a look fine. at it again. Okay. So, um, and so what, what he said was that something like we're evaluating how we're doing, how we're operating. Um, we're, we're looking to strengthen our nominating process. Mm-hmm. So more than just kind of the cookie cutter sheet of paper, uh, but more like delving deeper into some of these questions and how it affects 
those around us offering right. more training yep. uh, as because they want to listen, learn, and lead. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. You had to alliterate. Had to alliterate. Yeah. Listen, learn, learn and lead. lead. So you don't lose uh, another deacon or the SBC president. So you don't lose a leader. <laughs> right. Oh, there you go. Um, and so their decision was to what? What do they do? Uh, ask him to step, he, they removed him yeah. as a deacon he's no longer a deacon okay so um again this is not our church so in that sense it is not our business that's mm -hmm. their business mm -hmm. um but it's public and people are talking about it and it brings up issues for us all to wrestle with in our churches i mean one of the things that um that pastor really said was you know they we're, we're we want to take seriously the uh the issue of sexual abuse. Yes. And and especially in the SBC, like we're, we're dealing with that right now. Um, so we want to take that seriously. We want to be above reproach. Yep. We want to be helpful, not mm -hmm. hurtful. Oh, mm -hmm. that's good. Like, and that, that, that's great. And and I, I believe him when he says that, right? I, I have no reason to not believe him. So in light of all of that, they pull the guy, the deacon. Now, if you go online and you just start searching Willie Rice, mm -hmm it's it's all about this you know people might have been talking about pros and cons for him as president but like man but now it's just it's it's yeah. like oh this is what happened so a lot of people that i've seen uh on twitter as of this recording it's the what is it saturday yep um the second, saturday morning saturday yep. morning april 2nd dateline um the a lot of people are saying he needs to step down and not be a nominee for the SBC because, you know, obviously this is a mess. And a lot of people are saying he ordained. I think some of the concerns are this guy ordained somebody as a deacon who has a past that has disqualified him from serving. And he knew that past and he ordained him anyways. So because he did that, he should be gone or he's he's not sensitive enough to the sexual abuse issue. And that's such a hot button issue right now. Mm, we need a pastor mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, is clean mm -hmm. on that issue yeah. and he's not clean. So we can't let him function as the SBC press. Then of course there are people that just don't want him as press because they want their guy to be press. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. 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 You got to go. Yeah. Bye. Ah, I'm riled up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> that's the hamburger. Rabble, rabble, rabble. I can't do it. What does the hamburger say? Anyway. So I, I was, you know, this was released and it and it raised i think it, it raises some some good questions um is a a person's sins that they committed before their conversion potentially disqualifying for them to serve as an ordained elder or deacon where do we go in scripture to establish what the qualifications are and are any of those qualifications anywhere suggesting that there are certain sins that you could have committed in your past before your conversion that would disqualify you from leading. Well, I think we want to go to, you know, Timothy, yeah? Mm -hmm. When we're talking about uh, the qualifications for um, yeah, for elders. Yeah, so you got you know, uh, 1 Timothy 3 uh, and Titus, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and they're, you know, largely, uh, largely the same. So we, you go there and it says, what um uh must be a well this is for office of overseer right mm -hmm. overseer elder pastor for us we yep. all believe that's all the same uh above reproach husband of one wife sober-minded self-controlled respectable hospitable able to teach not a drunkard not violent but gentle not quarrelsome not a lover of money manage his own household well with all dignity keeping his children submissive for if someone does not know how to manage his own household how will he care for god's church 
He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Boom. Boom. All right. So that's that's really the list that most people go to. Yeah. Um, and of course, there are other passages that speak to what pastors ought to be doing and whatnot. But in terms of like, are you qualified or not? You know, this really gets down to the essentials. Now, what a lot of people are saying is this guy is no longer above reproach. He's not above reproach because of how he handled this particular situation. Um, uh, so this, well, I guess I, I guess I'm, I just conflated two things. They think so you, that you're, this you're, guy shouldn't be the SBC pastor president, president because he's not above reproach. Correct. Um, but you know, when it comes to overseers, we see oh, an overseer must be above reproach to be an elder. So let's just talk about that in in general. Uh, when because when we're talking about deacons, the list is very, very similar. It does not use the phrase above reproach. Mm-hmm. It just says dignified. You must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain, holding the mystery of the, of the faith with a clear conscience. They must be tested. Uh, oh, there you go. They must, uh, As deacons, if they prove themselves blameless. So there you go. There's the idea of above mm-hmm, reproach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it talks about their wives or lady deacons or however you want to translate that. Um, deacons... Husband of one wife, manage their household well. Uh, so very, very, very similar. Okay. So in these lists, where would somebody go to say, like, okay, well, this person is disqualified from serving as a deacon or an elder because of their past sins? What, what, what would they appeal to? I think the above reproach. It's the only thing that would work, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's general enough for people to use for a lot of different things. Oh, yes. It's oh, like, yeah. not. A, what, what's the verse um, where it says, uh, avoid the appearance of evil? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, th- does that mean, well, avoid what might look like evil to somebody, even if it's not? That's, that's not what it means. <laughs> avoid the manifestation of evil in any form. Uh, so, okay. Now, what a lot of people would say is um, when a lot of scholars would argue that when you're looking at at Timothy here, it says an overseer, for example, must be above reproach. Uh, That is then explained in the following verses. Like, what does it mean to be above reproach? Oh, well, husband of one wife, Mm. sober-minded, self-controlled. So whether that is it, or if it's just a general statement, like, well, he must not have uh, condemning sins that are true about him, uh, that, that would that would disqualify him. So it sort of begs the question, like you still have to answer like, well, what are those sins that would disqualify you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in your mind, are there sins that someone would commit, could commit before their conversion that would disqualify them biblically from serving as an elder or a deacon? And I'm wording that carefully. I know. That's why I'm, um, I'm not saying, want me to tell you what I'm not asking? There you go, please. I'm not asking, are there sins that someone would commit that would lead you to not ordain them as an elder or a pastor? I'm not asking that. I'm asking, are there sins that someone could have committed before their conversion that would biblically disqualify them from serving? I I, I can't think of one. Because your mind is, is too clean and your heart is too pure. You can't imagine sins. Is that why? No. Because you're so much better than everybody else. No, because I mean, look yeah. at, you know, I mean, you look at Paul committing murder mm-hmm. and yet he's qualified. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a New Testament uh, context you know, reference for it that I think is, is really clear. I'm responsible for like the murder of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think I'm with you. I, I, I don't see a case to be made that you are biblically disqualified from serving if you committed certain sins in your non-Christian past. And I'm, we're talking about that uh, not because, well, if you committed any particular sins as a Christian, that automatically disqualifies you. It, it may, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know, um, or as a pastor. And I think that if we're talking about somebody that commits a particular sin as a pastor, I think that could, could pretty clearly yes. disqualify yes, yes, you. Yes, I think yes. the scripture does establish that. But um, but before your conversion, before you knew the Lord, uh, th- that is somewhat unique or somewhat different. And um, I can't, I'm with you. I can't think of a sin that would biblically necessitate they are unqualified. I think there are sins that we would go, whew. Oh, yeah. No, I, uh, I, there's plenty of those sins. I'm like, mm. I, I'm responsible. For, we're like, we as elders are responsible for this particular yep, church. Yep. And as a congregation, yep. we're responsible. And so, yeah. Uh, do we have a biblical reason for saying something you can have a biblical reason for saying like i don't think this person should serve as an elder or a deacon and that biblical reason is uh you know maybe the the health and the unity of the church or the safety of the sheep or whatever Mm -hmm. those are biblical reasons while they may not be biblically disqualified you do not you're not forced to ordain anybody in correct you have the freedom to determine who you're going to ordain yep okay now um what about this though? Like, like for example, we, we, lots of Baptists. I mean, probably the vast majority of Baptists would never ordain somebody to deacon or elder if they had been divorced. Forget what the reason was. Mm. If they've been divorced and are uh, no, they're, they're not going to serve. And we do not operate that way at Redeemer because we think there are justifiable reasons for divorce. First of all, mm-hmm. you can have uh, a divorce that is done in righteousness uh, and, and and can be biblical. But um, also then we're looking at, you know, people's past and what happens before they're converted and all of that, all that comes into play. So this guy, they decided to let this guy go as a deacon, even though he has been an exemplary member and a fantastic deacon by all accounts that we've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about this guy letting, being let go from his position in light of the very limited information that we do have on the situation? How do you feel? How do you feel about it? And if you don't want to answer that, that's the fine. Because it's, again, it's not our church. Yeah, um, I think it's because of the the limited nature of what actually happened. I'm hesitant, right? Mm-hmm. Because it it sounds like it was not a minor, right? It wasn't yeah. someone underage. Um, I think that's a fair deduction for us to make. Yeah, we don't know the exact nature of it. Um, it was before conversion. So with that, I'm like, uh, what's the per? What like then? What is the reasoning behind removing the individual? Then on the cynic in me gets to, oh well, you know, someone's running for president, uh, and to a degree, I can actually appreciate, understand um, that whoever's going to be the SBC president or as as pastors leading our churches, we want to create an environment that people know that they are safe valued and cared for Mm -hmm. uh and protected Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways right um again not knowing all the details it's hard for me to put my finger on that yeah well i'm thinking like okay um listen let's say that 
some like okay so in in this case pastor willie and his staff they all say like listen this has been brought back up and uh and they come to the conclusion we haven't been good enough advocates for those that have suffered sexual abuse right but see i don't understand how they came to that conclusion how do you say i we've not been good enough advocates where's the proof of that like I, I, that's what i'm trying to get at is like the individual didn't do anything within your church. No, I don't think he's even talking about like what that individual did. He's talking about their management, like what they have or haven't done. But, okay, well, what they did do was they knew about it up front. Mm -hmm. Church knew about it. Church knew about it. Apparently. It was part of the testimony. It was transparent. They didn't allow the individual around children and youth, like as far as in those ministries. Mm -hmm. They evaluated the person after a number of years. Yeah. So what part of the mismanaging? I, I don't see anything that he said that they did wrong. That, so that's no, what I'm trying I to get at. It's like, it's, it's weird to say that then. Like so, not you saying that for yeah, them yeah. to say. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when he, when he says that. Um, to me, it sounds like placating. It could be. It, it, it could be. I think on the one, like, so we can look at it in two ways, right? So to give him all the benefit of the doubt, right? And to re, be as charitable as possible. Um, you know, this, a, a, a man who has authority over someone else, especially when they're younger, but a man who has authority over somebody else, uh, and maybe it's a teacher-student relationship or whatever, um, and then manipulates that person, they have a sexual relationship that is sexual abuse. It is- That is abusive, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and so, and we, and we, have, we are generally not so sensitive about that. I mean, we're like, eh, you're adults. What are you going to do? You made the decision. You're consenting. You know, and we don't recognize the power dynamics and like how people, you know, kind of get fair, roped fair. in. Yep. So maybe, maybe they, maybe they're noticing like they haven't been, you know, as sensitive to some of that as they, as they could have been. But no, in my estimation, from what I've heard, I don't think they've done anything wrong here. Yeah. And, and because it's not like this guy did this as, as far as I can tell, he didn't do this as a deacon or as a leader at a church. You know, it's so, so yeah, he sinned. It was before he was even converted. Like, what are we supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we were talking about the sins that I did before I was converted, I'll tell you right now, there is no shot that I would ever serve in any capacity as a leader in a church. Mm. There's no way. Mm. And it's not just because I'd still be in prison. <laughs> it's like, like I did horrible things. I did bad things. Like, Things that are like, oh, I like my gosh. little throwaway, yeah. still be in prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably by now I'd be, to be honest, like, let's be fair. Um, so it's like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like that. And like, I don't think that's a, like, they did this before the conversion. I just think we got to be much more careful uh, making that argument. He did this. Yeah, I mean, he did this before he knew the Lord. He did this, and mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. a great work has been done. So when I think about what I've heard, like, I don't have enough information to say that that was a right decision. Um, and I don't have enough information to say that that was the wrong decision, but I don't like what I hear is what I can say. It just doesn't sit mm -hmm, right with mm -hmm. me. And again, I'm an outsider. I can't go to this guy and say, Hey, you're my pastor. Break this yeah, down yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. But I think it is weird, but I do think we need to be able to, um, talk about these things as churches. We should be transparent. I mean, I'd really like to know how the church is responding to this. And you also, you also have to take in taking into consideration that there are going to be people who have been victims of, of uh, sexual abuse. And so they are going to be more sensitive to it. That doesn't mean they're overly sensitive people. 
They're more sensitive to it. Mm -hmm, we tend mm -hmm. to be less sensitive to it. So, and so like, they're going to be, you know, more like a voice for advocacy. They're, you know, they're going to maybe uh, want stronger guidelines in place. But uh, so I get, he's got to have to deal with all of that. So I, I, I like that they're talking about it again, but the decision seems to be very much tied in my estimation to the SBC. So got any takeaways? Any takeaways you're thinking about this? You're looking at what's happened and you're like, yeah, this is what I'm thinking. What do you got? For me, uh, I think I'm really just trying to think through. Um, it's really important to, even as he was talking about, being transparent mm -hmm. throughout the whole process. Yeah. Right? We all need to be able to uh, be open, honest, and really, I think, charitable in the sense of giving people an opportunity to share what they're thinking without really blasting them because right. they say a certain word that maybe because it's not the the viewpoint that you have right away yeah yeah i think transparency is a big one um you know be, be ruthlessly biblical but you got to be wise um put your church first um and, and pay attention pay attention to what's going on um Again, I don't. I don't have a so there's no hidden message here mm -hmm. agenda from us about this guy, Pastor Willie. Um, just like we we need to do a better job of of paying attention, and I think we need to continue to refine the practical outworkings of our ecclesiology mm -hmm. so that they are biblical, sane, rational, but biblical, biblical. That's that's the main thing. All right, Jimmy. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrFotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh part every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we got that all-access exclusive content, Banter Truth, on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to DrFotion.com slash all-access to register today. Later. Later.